Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to Episode 5 of Season 2 of the Toward Light Podcast. This episode, I want to talk about and try and touch into this concept of beginner's mind. When the Buddha went to his friends to share the Dharma for the first time, they had already been doing other practices and were informed by their culture and the other teachings. In order for them to take in new teachings, they had to let all of that go and listen and understand from a beginner's mind. I'm going to share some examples and quotes as I try and help describe this experience. Know that it may not all resonate with you, but see if you can find the places where it does seem to make sense, where you can get a taste of beginner's mind. How often do we think we know something? How often do we think we know how a bird sounds, or what a chair looks like, or how someone's going to finish their sentence? Anytime we think we know, we're not in beginner's mind. When I was in high school, my English teacher wrote the word S-T-A-T-U-S on the board and asked us how to pronounce it. I said status, and before I had finished speaking, he said no. Then someone else said status, and he said no. And then I said status again, and he said yes. He had been so convinced that the first guess would be wrong, so he jumped to the assumption that it was. We do this all the time, make assumptions, use previous information to fill in the present moment. We have so much that colors our experience in any given moment. Our temperament, our parental conditioning, our cultural conditioning, how we're feeling in that moment, what the moment before held, what may be coming in the next moment. If we've done this experience before, if we've been to this place before, someone we know has done this, etc., etc. There are so many layers. Recently, our friend took us to the river. I've been to rivers before, so I had some concept in my mind of what this might be like. I also knew that she loves going, so I had an idea in my mind that it would be enjoyable for me too. So I had this idea in my mind of what this experience would be, but I had a lot of question marks. And that's where the beginner's mind aspect came in. I was able to have some openness and willingness because I didn't really know what I was walking into. And so now if I'm trying to tap into beginner's mind, I can go back to that moment of driving there, not really knowing what I was getting into and that feeling of the openness of the mind in that moment. The book Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind by Shunru Suzuki begins, In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the experts, there are few. In mindfulness, we are cultivating embodied, non-judgmental awareness of the present moment experience. And we can only fully witness and be with that moment if we are in beginner's mind. If we go into the moment with agenda and expectations, we will never be able to see the fullness of it as it is. We can see, when we're practicing breath meditation, how hard it can be to stay in beginner's mind. We can get bored pretty easily because we think we know what the next inhale will hold or the next exhale. Sometimes it takes a problem with the breath, allergies, or choking before we get truly interested. So to connect with the beginner's mind, there's this aspect of curiosity, 
a not knowing, and an openness to finding out whatever is present. In the show notes, I link to this post by Jack Cornfield on The Beginner's Mind, and here's an excerpt. Freedom from views is like a cleaning of the glass, a breath of fresh air. Zen master Shunru Suzuki calls this open-mindedness beginner's mind. Listen to Rachel Carson, the great naturalist, as she evokes it. A child's world is fresh and new and beautiful, full of wonder and excitement. It is our misfortune that for most of us, that clear-eyed vision, that true instinct for what is beautiful and awe-inspiring is dimmed and even lost before we reach adulthood. Yeah. Right? When we, when we want to connect with this feeling of beginner's mind, it can be useful to watch babies or children experiencing the world. Or remember the awe and wonder we may have experienced as a child. I have a memory of seeing my first musical and how blown away I was by the costumes and the dancing and the chairs, everything. It was just, whoa. Recently, my friend posted some videos of her toddler-aged daughter coloring and mixing colors and that real joy and surprise with each new stroke of the crayon. We have a puppy living next door, and everything is new to him right now. Often he puts things in his mouth to test them out, or he will bark at things. Today he barked at the yoga mat because he wasn't used to it being in its bag. He's just figuring out the world object by object, moment by moment. And that's beginner's mind. It's real willingness to be in each moment new, fresh. Connecting with the beginner's mind can be easier when it's something new that we've never experienced before, but connecting with it when it's something we've done over and over again is harder. More from this post by Jack Cornfield. When we are free from views, we are willing to learn. What we know for sure in this great turning universe is actually very limited. Sung San, a Korean Korean Zen master, tells us to value this don't-know mind. He would ask his students questions such as, what is love? What is consciousness? Where did your life come from? What is going to happen tomorrow? Each time, the students would answer, I don't know. Good, Sung San replied. Keep this I don't know mind. It's an open mind, a clear mind. When have you experienced an open mind, a clear mind? What are the things that can get in the way of that? So often our views and perceptions can block us from that clarity. It's like we're seeing through colored glass. Uh, To me, this is a very heartbreaking story. One of the dating sites did a survey and asked heterosexual men and women what their biggest fear was on a first date. The women's top fear was that they would be raped. The men's top fear was that the woman would be fatter than in her picture. So this is a big gap in views and perceptions, right? So some of the views and perceptions that a woman who answered that in this survey might be walking through the world with is that she can be overpowered, she doesn't have the tools to protect herself, that unknown males are potentially dangerous. Those are some heavy views to walk through the world with. This can make it hard to walk down a street and see everything with openness and newness if we're carrying these fears with us. And so we need to notice where are moments when it feels safe to have an open and clear mind and when is it not? In April, I did a self-retreat 
using some pre-recorded guided meditations and talks as the structure for the retreat. This was the second self-retreat I've done since the pandemic. It was in a different place than the first one with different parameters. So in a lot of ways, it just felt easier to engage with beginner's mind. There was so much newness that I was able to break out of some habitual mind patterns. When I used to go regularly practice at IMS, I had so many ideas of how it would go, what my experience would be. But this time, walking into a hotel room, there was a lot of uncertainty and a lot of willingness to be with that uncertainty. And I still had many moments where conditioning and, or patterns would kick in. And I was able to see that, see my expectations, and see if I could try just a little to let it go. Recently, I was talking to a friend who was struggling, and I want her to not struggle, right? Because I love her. And I want to offer her tools and suggestions, but they're coming from my perceptions, my views of what's worked for me. And honestly, some I've suggested more than once, and she's not picked up that suggestion, so I need to let it go. Here's more wisdom from Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. When you listen to someone, you should give up all your preconceived ideas and your subjective opinions. You should just listen to him, just observe what his way is. We put very little emphasis on right and wrong or good and bad. We just see things as they are with him and accept them. This is how we communicate with each other. Usually when you listen to some statement, you hear it as a kind of echo of yourself. You are actually listening to your own opinion. If it agrees with your opinion, you may accept it, but if it does not, you will reject it or you may not even really hear it. I'm just going to read that last line again. If it agrees with your opinion, you may accept it, but if it does not, you will reject it, or you may not even really hear it. (sighs) That's intense, right? How often do we not truly listen? Because we're only listening to the reflection of ourselves, of our experience. We're referring everything back to ourselves, every word that's coming in. We're referring it back to ourselves. While I was on this retreat in April, I ended up unexpectedly talking to a stranger. And because I was in yogi mind or retreat mind, I decided to use it as an opportunity to see how present I could stay with this person and how much I could be curious. And it was not easy. She told me where she was from and a whole bunch of perceptions crept up. She told me her age, the same age as me, so more personal views and perceptions came in. Over and over again, I watched my views try and construct her as a person, not through her words and actions, but through my ideas of what her words meant to me. And this is when I was on retreat and intentionally looking at this, and it was insanely hard. When we're in our day-to-day lives, it could be even harder That's why we often need more neutral objects to help us train the beginner's mind. Meditating with the breath, seeing the newness of each breath. Meditating with sound, seeing if we can stay with the non-conceptual nature of sound without getting lost and needing to label it or identify it. I find being in nature a good way to connect with beginner's mind. One practice that can be fun is doing a walk you've done before with the intention of noticing 10 new things you've never seen before. Or sitting in a spot in nature and just letting yourself be surprised by whatever happens. On my retreat in April, I was watching the waves. 
And now I have so many questions about waves and why they break certain ways and how to predict them, etc., etc. And after a retreat, I could have Googled all that, but I chose not to. I choose to continue to be surprised. When I was researching for this talk, I came across a Lion's Roar course, which I'll link to, honoring the 50-year anniversary of Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. And one aspect of the course is from Zenju Earthland Manuel, and it's titled, Be Willing to Walk into Wandering. What a beautiful phrase to sum up this experience of beginner's mind. Be willing to walk into wandering. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.